Hey, <laughs> Catch you off guard. You're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Hi, Cassie. Hello. Long time no see. How are you? I know. <laughs> so for all of you that don't know, Cassie and I just got back and Brittany actually, who's behind the scenes, we just got back from Belize. Yay. Well, we already got yes. people starting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we took nine women to Belize for six days, six nights, and it was amazing. And we got back on Friday and I don't know about you, but I was exhausted. I was like, nobody talked to me. Nobody touched me. No one do anything. I was staying in bed all day. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, it was exhausting. How'd you like it? I thought it was an amazing trip. Did you? I yeah. thought it was awesome. We, I, it was one of those trips where you we did so much. And, yes. and every, and like, you, you go, okay. And every bit of it was just incredible. Amazing, right? Yeah. I know I was creating this retreat. So for all of you that don't know, I created um, Flow Retreat and we went to Belize for 2023. And um, yeah, just thinking back now, I was like, oh, did I plan too much? I mean, I had these women up at seven in the morning, every morning, and we did not go to hit our rooms till after dinner at eight o'clock every night. And some even stayed up a little bit later than that, but we were literally doing something from seven in the morning to like eight at night. And it was crazy, right? It was crazy. But I just wanted everybody to get the most experience that they could out of everything and see everything that I could imagine they'd want to see, right? For a healing journey. And so we've got a video to show you. So Cassie's going to play the video and give you a little sneak peek out of our trip. Yes. There you go. watching it gives me butterflies again like oh i miss being there <laughs> was, and well and mentioning the butterflies like mm -hmm. just walking through that space we because we went to the butterfly farm mm -hmm. it like i had so many butterflies that ended up on like on you on yeah. my arm at one point it was just it was so cool just being in the space of, yeah, you walk into this like tent or some whatever it is that they have built, 
and there's like thousands of butterflies just flying all over. It's like remarkable. I finally took some video in slow-mo so you could just see how beautiful these butterflies were just right in front of your face, just passing. It was just, it was just remarkably beautiful. I don't even know how else to explain it. It was so amazing that we're going to plan another trip for next year. We're going to do Belize part two. So, and I think we're going to shoot for May because I got a wedding coming up in March. So, um, we'll do a, we're going to probably do May of 2024 back in Belize part two, because there's just so much more to see. Super healing country. It's so humbling. Every time I go, I don't know about you, but I go for the people, right? And to see how people live. And for me, it was so remarkable just to see people who have nothing. Literally, these homes, y'all, not even kidding, are shacks, most of them, right? I don't even know how they're standing up. So they're all kind of up on stilts because I guess it floods, but I don't even know how they're up there. And I'm like, but people are happy. They come out smiling. These people have nothing and yet are happy. And so it makes you really think internally, like all the things that we think are going to make us happy. That's not what it's about, right? It's just about living life and being in a space where you're living every day happy. So yeah, that's what I always get from it. And I come back saying, I'm going to do a huge garage sale. I'm getting rid of everything, right? This is going to get rid of everything. We have too much stuff here in America. <laughs> I don't know. What did you take from it? What did you get? Um, for me, it was just super grounding. Yeah. Um, Cause then you're in a space where you're constantly working you hardly ever leave your computer, right? You yes. are that girl who's constantly on the computer working for your business. And so mm -hmm. I bet, I bet it was extremely grounding just to go experience water, nature. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Well, 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 and it's cause, cause even on the trip, I had to stay connected at least a little bit. Um, but it was also really nice just to be like, okay, like take, you know, most of the days I even just left my phone at right. the hotel and just, and just let other people be in charge of taking pictures because in that way I could be in the space and just really just connect for those hours that we were out. So. Exactly. One of my favorite things too was a quote. So we went on a medicine trail walk um, from this man named Renee. He's a Mayan and like, he's like 72 and looks amazing, but he took um, our group on a medicine trail and just showed us what all the plants and the trees and what the Mayans use for medicine, for glue, for rubber. And he said this one statement, and it's really true. Like God provided us everything we needed from the earth. Like we've got everything we need, even for healing, even just we've got it. And so I just think it was so remarkable. I'm a little sad that the new generations don't want to pick up this old culture, but I hope he writes a book or I hope he does something with his knowledge before he ends up passing away. But it was remarkable. It was remarkable. It was just all, the whole thing was remarkable. We did a spiritual cleanse too with um, a lady named Thelma, whose grandmother was an ancient Mayan healer. And so it's just so remarkable stuff that we did. So if it interests you, put it in the back of your brain, May of 2024, we're going to do Belize part two or yeah. take two um, flow retreat and I'm going to take 10 more women and we're going to go do it again. And we're going to do some other cool stuff too. So keep it in the back of your mind. If you're interested, let me know. And I'll, I'll put you on the list as we start developing more, but huh, I could talk about it all the time, but we do have a guest, Cassie, who do we got today? We do. So tonight we've got uh, Dr. Joy Peterson and she, we are going to be talking about past lives with Ooh. her. So you know, past lives has always interested me. Always. So I cannot wait to talk to her. So for all of you on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you're at, leave us questions. Like 
She's a past life specialist. She deals with clearing dark energies and things like that. So we're going to let her kind of talk about what she does, but give us some questions. Let us know. What do you want us to ask her? What are you curious about? Do you have a phobia? I have some phobias that I'm going to ask her about. So let us know in the comments. She can see the comments as well. And we'll go ahead and bring her on. Let's do it. Cool. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Hi. Joy. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Joy's coming to us all the way from Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> Yay. So I think you're a, an hour later. So it's like 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Yay. Well, welcome to the show, Joy. We're super excited. And I know our guests are super excited. Um, we'll be able to see the comments as they start rolling in, but I wanted to kick off the show. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. And it's really interesting. We have a lot of guests that come on the show and it's just really interesting. The box, not the box, but the spiritual toolbox that they fit in. And so I'm going to let you talk about you. What do you do for people? What's your background? What's your history? How'd you get here? So I'll let you take the floor. Ms. Joy, Dr. Joy Peterson. Well, I'll try to do it as succinctly as possible. <laughs> um, I always had a calling. I knew from a, a, as a child, I had a calling for this lifetime. It was going to be the, my last lifetime. And I would be here for the end of the world as we know it. Now that was a long time ago and it was a big process in between getting from there to where we now sit, which is the end of the world as we now know it. In, in my perspective, it's the end of darkness, a world that's been run by darkness. But as a Jersey girl, um, I, w I went out to Los Angeles and thought I should work for a motion picture studio. It's like when in Rome. Right. It was very green. I had no idea what I would be doing or any of the direction. But I decided on what was the best studio to work at. And I, they told me Paramount. So I got a job at Paramount doing television publicity. And it was a great job. Nice. I was there for five years. But while I was there, people would ask me, how did you get your job? And they wanted help. And, and I used networking to help break me into the industry and, and into the studio. So I wanted to reciprocate. And I saw so many people struggling. They weren't making friends. They weren't getting the job that they were looking for. They were really struggling. And I wanted to help them. And I didn't know how and I didn't know why it was easier for me. So I actually looked uh, about success to study it to see what set me apart because why are these st people struggling? And, and I wasn't, and I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. So I learned about the law of attraction. I started and I, and I was fascinated by it's what you're thinking about that you attract. I didn't know it was supposed to be difficult to break into the Hollywood. So I just did it. And then I started teaching people and I was teaching basic techniques that everyone was applying consistently, including myself. And we all struggled in one area versus another. In the beginning, it was, for me, it was money. For others, it might be relationships or a job or, or whatever. But when I was teaching that and I was seeing this pattern, I couldn't figure out what was causing it, but I figured it had to be internal because everybody was externally applying the same technique. So okay. I looked for a solution and I was introduced to spiritual healing and understanding the subconscious, which is your memory bank and computer and what really creates your program. So I started focusing on that instead. And it was like the magic bullet to, sh to shift life overall. Was it? Yeah. I think that's super fascinating. So that's kind of what led you into the spiritual part of everything. 
Mm-hmm. It's something interesting because I, I, everybody knows the book, The Secret or the show, The Secret. And that's kind of what started me. I think I watched the show first and then I ran to buy the book and then I bought E2, another series. And it fascinated me. And I was like, I'm going to do this whole law of attraction thing. Right. And that's what started me on this journey as well. I started doing the law of attraction and then I realized, man, I need to heal because I've got some stuff broken and maybe that's why I'm not attracting the life I deserve. Right. And it took me on a healing journey. And then that healing journey took me into meditation. And then that meditation took me into opening up spiritual gifts. And then here I am a medium today. That was seven years ago. So same for me. That one book is what started it all. It's like you found the magic, right? The magic. The magic of our capacity, right? The magic of our capacity. Well, I love that story. Um, You also work with Archangel Michael. Yes? Yes. So when did that happen? Like, how did that evolve into where you were working with the archangels well i i found out that i've been they've been with me my entire life but i didn't know it and i realized my whole path was because i was divinely guided for what i came to this planet to do but it wasn't until 2004 that i kept hearing this booming voice you're going to find out who you are and that's like every wednesday night like clockwork and i'd hear this and it wasn't in my head it was like it, it was external. Uh, yeah. And I would hear, you're going to find out who you are soon. And that was driving me crazy. I <laughs> be like, what? Mentors asking, nobody could figure it out. And, and then all of a sudden he appeared to me and he asked me to write wisdom of the guardian, which is this, this book that totally changed my life. And he asked me to join him in a healing practice. Now, the funny thing was I did. Well, I just said yes to everything. And of course, I, yeah. I, I can really, I'm such a bad interviewer or interviewee. Because I didn't think to ask him many questions. I just, (laughs) how many chapters? He said 22. And I said, okay. Now, by this point, I had already been doing automatic writing for 10 years. So got it. So that was easy. Yeah. Didn't think to ask him about what. And then when he said, join him in the healing practice, I didn't think about what are we going to heal or whom or how or whatever. I just said, yes. And and had no idea that a lot of our focus was going to be clearing past lives of persecution, a lot of biblical stories, a lot of history of the world, and a lot of darkness. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. And I should have asked better questions, but I might not have to do the job. You're just supposed to say yes, Joy. Yep. That's just it. <laughs> Archangel comes, Michael comes calling. You just say yes, whatever you like. <laughs> it's hard to turn down. He is kind of. He, he does. He cooperates with me all the time too. So does he? Nice working relationship. I think that's so interesting. So when you set out, you had no idea. You kind of like stumbled upon what your purpose was going to be, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't this huge thing you had to figure out. So I just want to tell people: not everybody is going to have Archangel Michael yelling at you and telling you anything, right? How do you think people go about finding their purpose in life? I, that's probably one of the biggest questions I get from people: like, what's my purpose? You, you hit on something, and I think it's purposeful to, to share this. When I was little, I could see demons and angels. And I remember having to go to sleep with demons on top of me. I mean, I got kind of used to them. And I didn't know it until later, but it was purposeful for me to be exposed to darkness and have stories that where I was exposed to negative experiences so I could relate to them so as a spiritual healer later, I could address it from a, a 
broader vantage point and more, um, you know, not just reading it about it in a book. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I understand firsthand what people have, have gone through. So even, even in my career, I moved around in different, I've, I've been in real estate, entertainment. I've, um, worked in law. I, you know, I've done a lot of different things at different times. And what it sees in me for now is I can clear business. I can clear legal matters. I can clear a whole lot of different things because I've been exposed to it and I understand the nuances of it. So when people are looking for their, their purpose, sometimes they really have to look at what the track was that they came in on and mm -hmm. what they learned along the way and what that taught them and what about it bothers them and how they feel inspired to do something about it for somebody right. else. Yeah, I think that's a great, great answer. I think that's a great answer. What inspired you to write, sorry, I'm going backwards a little bit, The Wisdom of the Guardian, what is it about? Well, it's, it's Wisdom of the Guardian, Treasures from Archangel Michael to Change Your Life. And he really gets into everything from parenting to opening up the heaven, heaven on earth, money issues, career. He's very succinct and also shares some processes in the back of the book to help people be able to clear themselves. So we all should be able to clear ourselves. And if we're responsible for our output, basically anything that we're experiencing, the solution is within to be able to evolve that. Wow. So if we, you know, we say, okay, if you've ever heard of the Ho'oponopono process, which is, it's four phrases, basically, I am sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Ho'oponopono is a Hawaiian term that means to correct and set a right. Yeah. And it, when I learned it a long time ago, it was a whole weekend and 12 steps and things like that, but they've called it down to those four meaningful statements because so many people have actually embraced doing the work and clearing so much that it's easier to, to do now. But the if you could take responsibility for yourself and the situation and just say, what is it within me mm -hmm. that this is a thing? You know, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Or what is it within me that I have this negative emotion or anger or fear or whatever? I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. We're all one and and source can always work with your inner child and you can release from within without having to necessarily do what I do, which is the ability to read past lives and shift things. Right. But what is so profound is before Michael even appeared before me, I took knowing that particular process. And when Desert Storm broke out, I did clearing on desert storm every day and i i it's like what is it within me that there's a, a war yeah it didn't matter i i didn't feel personally connected to it no. but the interesting thing about it alexander the great appeared before me and became my guide and a lot of his wars were related because the energy still permeate a lot of the people end up reincarnating their stories are replaying in the physical. The land holds memory. Mm -hmm. so by clearing all, and, and even, even um, strategies today in some military still rely on some of the teachings from that era. So by clearing all of that, you release what's going on both then, the harm 
and then how it's showing up now. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating to me. Let's talk. Oh, we could go all day on that topic alone, but we have a lot of people talking about past lives. So let's talk a little bit of past lives and how it can heal now. So from a, probably a simpler perspective on people, mm-hmm. what do you think a past life, how does it affect people today in their own personal life? Right? Like Often. I've always struggled with this topic because if okay. you're woo woo, <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> so if you if you meet anybody, often there's a connection with them in another life. If your subconscious remembers them from another life, that memory starts replaying in that subconscious. And then you're living in sometimes an old pattern or emotion okay. that really began in this other life. But the complicated piece is time is actually circular and linear. So a lot of the past lives are occurring simultaneous to this one. So when you go and correct a situation in another one, you're benefiting those individuals as well as the individuals subsequent to that lifetime. Okay. Everybody gets a win. And when you clear yourself, you're also clearing everyone else involved in the story. So you're setting yourself and others free. So I'll give you a scenario. Okay. There was um, a, an individual who was um, affected by his father and his father was brutal and he could never measure up to his father. And his, he, he came from a royal lineage. So he had a big job ahead of him and he wanted, you know, he's going to be head, not only head of the household, head of the country or, you know, whatever their stature was at the time. And he was very hard on his son. Now, it was also an an era where it was more patriarchal. It was probably less conscious in general. Right. But But the problem with it is the way in which the son related to the father and not feeling good enough, having to prove himself, dealing with somebody that was angry all the time. He couldn't please, always questioning himself. Is he going to get this right? So when we did a clearing on that lifetime, what he revealed was his father this lifetime was similar. And he had those same sort of those same emotional reactions and and perceived himself or or life in a similar way. Okay. So you clear that lifetime, the previous lifetime, and you can also clear this one, whatever happened, you know, like I clear abuse a lot. When you clear that out of their field, then they're not running that program. So it's just like a computer um, Excel sheet. Okay. You've got a lot of formulas on those lines. And then you run the formula, it's going to show up like X and you start erasing some of those formulas, you're not running those same programs anymore. So when you're doing a law of attraction, this is what I discovered early on. You want to say like, I am rich. I am rich. I am rich. I am rich. You know, whatever you pick, you know, that's your affirmation. If your subconscious is going, no, you can't be rich. You can't be rich because you look what happened the last time you were rich they they stole your money or or you lost your family or you know whatever h- hardship you had 
becoming rich. Somebody stole, somebody, you know, they, they um, didn't have a life. They just worked around the clock. They didn't enjoy their family. And they're like, I don't want to do that again. So there's all that that goes on. Your subconscious tries to protect you. Right. Not going down the previous path, but it blocks a whole new dynamic that may not repeat itself. But because the programming is there, it's almost like the universe sets up the circumstances to perfectly match what you experienced before. And then you're reliving the past. When you let go of the past and all those emotional attachments, you're free of that. So your program's not going to run. Yeah. And you say, I am rich. And you might step in and go, okay, how? Like, yeah. what do we have to do here? You know, yeah. it's a totally different approach. Do you think people can heal themselves or their past lives themselves? Is it something people can do on their own? I, I believe that everybody can heal themselves. It's just a matter of learning techniques. Um, meditation is a, is a wonderful tool. Go, going deep enough is the challenge that most people have. They never go deep enough to get all the data necessary to fully heal. When I was clearing stories for clients, I didn't know I could well, I learned I could read my own past lives. I didn't know I could read others until I w started working with Michael. And I remember, you know, people presenting a, a challenge and then I go look and then I'd realize I'm like in pea soup trying to figure out what it was. And I realized what I was dealing with, with is I was up against darkness. Gotcha. And if you're up against darkness. You can go unconscious because it's, it's so dense. But if you stick with it long enough with the determination and the tenacity to get to the other side of it, you see, oh, that's the story. That's mm -hmm. what I'm battling. That's what I'm repeating. And then you shift it. Now, forgiveness is the fastest way to shift anything. But the challenge with also forgiveness is it's incremental. Most people can't out of the gate totally forgive 100%. But when you can 100% forgive, God can 100% heal. So if you're not forgiving a situation, you're holding it captive. You're making it stick and have the negative effects repeat. So it's your own fault. If you're not forgiving, it, you're, you're the one who's perpetuating the drama. Wow. I bet that hit home for a lot of people who are listening, right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go try to heal my own self. Too. I'm trying to picture my life and what's kind of going on in my life and say, hmm. So is this where the term like generational curses come from and things? Because it just keeps like, I feel sometimes I walk in the same life my mom did. It's the weirdest thing. Like, is that normal? Well, you're, you're picking up patterns always from who you who you were raised, raised by. by. Okay. But I, I was just telling this story the other day, which I thought it was so telling because a woman came to me about her finances. Okay. And in Italy, her ancestor did something with, with a bank and did something inappropriate. So we had to clear that an original story. And while I was clearing that story, because it, the sins of the father can be born upon the children and they can pass pass down that karma, which just as a quick aside, we cleared the cause of that occurring as a total, you know, in total as a dynamic facing humanity, like 
your karma is your karma now. It doesn't pass down to your children any longer because no, we are the cause of that particular scenario. But if there was karma that was passed down generally generationally before we cleared that that karma and that that particular dynamic that karma and ancestral programming can get passed down but when we cleared that individual in the past life it would benefit everyone subsequently the interesting thing about that was somebody in that session said clear short sale now short sales weren't around then, like then yeah. right it was when when we were doing the healing of this woman well it turns out he reincarnated and was living in the midwest and was dealing with a short sale hmm. and he was paying the price of his own karma from when he lived in italy lifetimes ago so he was benefiting also but then we were also clearing with the the whole concept about short sale and yeah and of that so it's all interrelated the more you clear no matter where you're clearing it's helping in ways that you can't even imagine okay that makes a lot of sense are phobias a way to tell if you have a past life trauma well it's not unusual that a phobia can be a past life trauma okay. something can get triggered uh, i did have a cl client who stopped dri being able to drive okay one session, then she was able to drive again. So things can happen in this lifetime that causes a trigger or a confirmation to a particular storyline. Got it. But when we go back and clear, what we're clearing is uh, layers. So it could be, a, um, I did a shoulder, for example. I had a client that had uh, shoulder pain. Okay. Every week we addressed past lives that affected her shoulder. Okay. And her pain would go away, but it would come back. And then we have to clear more lifetimes of shoulder challenges until there weren't, weren't any left. And then she didn't have shoulder pain any longer. Fascinating. Yeah. So it's like our cells remember, our brain remembers, our consciousness remembers. Yeah. I have a phobia of water. I got to figure out what that's about. We just went to Belize and I would did not want to get in the water anywhere. So that's my own and heights phobia It's water and heights. So I got to figure that out. Well, um, I cleared the water thing for me. Well, I, I was an expert swimmer. I couldn't dive. Okay. I like, I could get to the side of a pool and then uh, go ahead. First. I could go in a lake. Okay. But I couldn't dive. Okay. So there was a difference for me. And I, I cleared another lifetime where I was a 12-year-old boy fighting with another 12-year-old boy and went off the side of a cliff, landed headfirst in a tree of rocks and died. I cleared that lifetime and I just went out to my pool the next day and went to the side of the pool and just dove in, not even hesitating. And it was so fascinating to me. I could stand at the side of that pool mm -hmm. and look at it. And, and it felt like plexiglass was in front of me. I just couldn't propel myself forward. After clearing that lifetime, no hesitation. No hesitation. Okay, I need to ask, when you say clearing that lifetime, because we have a lot of people who aren't woo-woo who, who watch us, what does that mean, clear? Clearing is really identifying the energy, the emotion, the memory, and then clearing it using like a spiritual healing me method. Okay. So you're not changing the occurrence. You're changing the emotions that are attached to the occurrence. Well, no, sometimes no. there are okay. times where here's an example. 
uh, a client was concerned about, she had an emotional reaction to child's uh, child abduction. Okay. So if, for example, and this is important for people to understand, if you're triggered by something in the news or something that's going on in the world and it's bothering you, you have something unhealed within you that relates to that dynamic. Okay. So you go within and you look within what's going on within me that I'm unnerved by that. It doesn't mean that you don't have compassion for terrible things that are going on for people. But if you're emotionally reactive and, yeah. and triggered, yeah. you, you have a story within you that needs healing. Okay. So I had trained a client of mine about that concept and something about child trafficking came up and child abduction. And she says, I must have something within me. So I looked back in her past and I saw she had an infant that was kidnapped for a pagan ritual. Wow. So because you can you can go in consciousness and go in time travel, basically. Right. I can, I went back there and I cleared the story, but then I also kind of approached the, there was two women that were stealing the child and I approached them and I said, you know what you're really doing? And, you know, here's source. And this is, you know, because a lot of times people don't realize what they're doing. They're just doing how they're programmed in the time. Mm -hmm. You educate them before they make the mistake and they can shift how they react. So sometimes when you have those voices in your head, yes, you don't know what, who, where they're, they're coming from. They could be your angels. They can be your guides. They could be somebody from the future. So in my case, I'll go back. And in this case, I corrected her. Okay. She no longer stole the child. And this child was not murdered. And the mother lived happily with this, with this child going forward. So you can shift things if you go back to the proper place in the timeline. Because in theory, it's all happening at the same time. Like in theory. Right. right. I, I know. I, I still don't grasp that quite. That's still, it's those things that we can as humans grasp all the time, but I don't necessarily understand how they work. That's what I tell people. I tell people, I really don't know how it works. I'll know when I get to heaven. Cause right now I'm just guessing at this point how it works. I, I just know it works. I don't know how it works. Well, there's a lot of times where I'll say, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm divinely guided. Right. God will show me what he needs me to do. I'll just follow what he says to do and I'll just do what he says. And it's what was supposed to happen. But, you know, if you think you have to follow a particular modality all the time and do it just according to this particular, these particular steps, you may be limiting yourself because mm -hmm. I do it. Like I do an opening clearing for people where I used to be working on people's auras, meridians, chakras, and clearing their energy fields. And now he, he told me to do it in a new way. And it's, it's done in, for me, it's pictures and, it's done shorter, Quicker, you know, easier, shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Easier and shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Thing and make it easier and shorter. That's the craziest thing. Right. That's what I tell people when I'm training too. like, like I'm going to teach you because people taught me. It doesn't mean it's all right. Right. 
to each their own. Like I believe in consciousness and I believe that spirit comes down and we blend our consciousness and they use my senses. Some people don't believe that. Some people think we go up and they meet us up here and it all happens up here. And like, I just, I just know it works. Right. That's all I know. I don't know how it works, why it works. And you can either learn from me and take what resonates. And if you have a different way of doing it, be my guest. Cause I am not the expert only God source universes. <laughs> right. Well, that's the same thing with meditation. People get stuck in meditating a lot and it doesn't have to be a particular methodology. Right. It's, you're sitting with source, go within sources within you. It's the highest aspect of yourself. Just sit with yourself and go deep. And boy, people struggle with that one, but you know, and, and the how, and there's probably 99 different paths to, to meditating. And if it works for one person and you can pass that on to somebody else, as a tool and it works for them, great. But if it that particular methodology didn't work, don't stop. Find find, find one that does work. Find because it because it's helpful and it does work, <laughs> right? So find one that works. I love this. I love this topic. I love these stories. Let's talk about curses before I run out of time because that's the one topic I wanted to touch on just a little bit. How do curses really and truly affect us? What's your take on curses? Curses happen a lot easier than people would imagine. And especially when you're a powerful individual, the gods and goddesses were really good at making curses. Uh, anybody that's practicing, you know, witchcraft and other things can, when they know the law of attraction, right? You're, you're intentionally putting something out there. Right. Well, in the law of attraction, when you're intentionally trying to manifest something wonderful, that's one thing. When you're trying to manifest something that, and you're using um, negative, uh, ang you're using anger, Intent, right? Yeah, your intensity and all of that, and you're you're cursing somebody, you have no idea the ramifications of that, and how many lifetimes that can come back and haunt you. So karma. Yes, and and I clear curses all the time, and sometimes they last lifetimes. They're paying back karma. And this is one of the things that I learned from darkness that even when someone is like they perceive to be a good witch, you know, their intentions are good. If they have any darkness within their DNA, which most people do because we are a world of duality. So everyone has a dark side. God has a dark side. People have a dark side. Got it. So there's always a dark element, but doesn't mean that you behave in a dark manner or are choosing the dark or anything like that. Right. There's just a connection with it in your past lives and depending on what roles you were in any particular lifetime or whatever. But anyway, there's, so there's darkness in the DNA. The darkness can work through that DNA and screw up that intention of like a pure outcome okay. with a spell or anything like that. And just, screw it up and and wreak havoc on all involved just because it's not pure gotcha we had a comment come across from krista smith mm -hmm. um we'll pull it up i was told that i had a curse on me that i would never achieve anything in life it was all it was always bring me down i don't know if this is my life now or if this happened in my past life any advice for her well, it, it seems like it would probably have happened. Um, it, it it can happen anytime, this lifetime or others. I had somebody that said, you're never going to make it without a man. Yeah. 
in a way it was the same type of thing first and and whatnot so we all have to weigh whatever everybody says and if we take it in we're almost even accepting that curse so we also have to just be really diligent about the information that we allow in if it's negative in nature but some of these things do happen in past lives and they carry over and they're the karma is part of that dynamic that's carrying over yeah um So with that theory and with that thought, uh, we have the power to keep it from affecting us. Because I think that's the important part to tell people, because it's kind of scary when people think that someone has an effect over their life or something, right? So how can we combat it? Well, the one thing would be is that same process I was talking about earlier, you know, what is within me that I've accepted this or attracted this, or I believe this is a thing or, okay, you know, um we all have to understand we're much more powerful than we've been given credit for mm-hmm. and sources within everyone bar nothing bar none including the the bad guys <laughs> so you know and all that put out in, you know intentions they uh-huh. want something for themselves when they're not pure and they're not especially turning it over to source or aligning with what's the highest and the best, they can be creating karma. But so if we recognize the fact we've all created karma, we've all been dark, we've all made mistakes, we've all been hurt and we're moving into the new golden age. So now is the job for everyone just to clean it all up, clean it up. No judgment. God doesn't sit in judgment of people like, like it has been taught. He doesn't, he, he may evaluate a situation like that was not a you know good move, but he's he, he's not a punishing God like we've all experienced in some of our religious teachings. And he karma is a, a thing that helps people understand the lesson. Oh, that didn't work out so well. No, I'm not going to do that again. Right. You know, so if we understand that that's what's really going on in the world, a lot of people's karma is coming up because we are at the gateway of the new golden age it's been birthed it's here and available to everyone who can raise their vibration to move into it and i use this example if you are at the gate for the new golden age and you've got this escalator and then you're going to take all of your crap with you are you going to get up the escalator and some of that crap is the is the grievances you have it's the fears that you have it's the emotions you won't let go of the people that you won't let go of because you are just attached they're like let them all go if you have to just to move on for yourself because everyone's here to responsible for their own life their own well-being and their own spiritual involvement amen right amen so and I only say that because, okay, so I have, there's a comment from Cindy. My mom, no, that's not the one I wanted. I wanted the one about the twin flame. So here's the thing. People who, I like that you say this is our journey because it really is a solo journey. So it's like, although people are involved in our life, I don't like the fact that people have been taught or rely 
let's talk about the twin flame thing really quickly. Mm -hmm. So I have a client, Cindy, she's on here. She says, I've met my twin flame, but he sucks in this lifetime. So the term twin flame is being thrown around a lot, right? Mm -hmm. What's your understanding of the twin flame? Do you, do you work with twin flame energy at all and all that? I've dealt with, I've dealt with my own twin flame Have and you? twin flames. Cause I've met more than one. Um, they don't necessarily, they're not always necessarily one individual, one individual only. And they can have a past life trauma that they can't let go of and work through. Yes. Just it's, they, they're the perfect mirror usually to work out your own karma with them. So whatever they demonstrate, you can use as a lesson and say, okay, what is it within me that that's revealing in this individual or this situation and then grow from that. But otherwise just move on and find somebody that's more suitable as a mate. Cindy, find someone who's more suitable as a mate. <laughs> oh, we just got back from Belize too. And my aunt is in Belize and she has a twin flame that they are meant to heal the world. But I think one is more romantic than the other. And but she's going to wait for him. And I just, why are people waiting? Because I, I don't know. Ah, the whole twin it's flame. A, it's a, I mean, I could get caught up in the romance part too. Is that what it is? So, yeah. yeah. No, it's this romantic notion and. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of healing that, that has to take place between twins. I've done a lot in the, like the origins of the split between the masculine and the feminine and all that has to be brought back into balance. And, you know, there's a lot of work that can be useful and it can benefit everyone by diving in and, and doing the work that a, a twin flame relationship will bring to the surface. But you know, because it was a spiritual calling also for me to be with one, um, that held me back in my own personal relationships because I was, I always put the world first and I wanted to, I'm here to save the world. So I figured, you know, if we can get him up to speed to do his job, then that would be great. But it just took me away from doing the job that I could do more effectively without, you know, the strings attached. Amen. Amen. Because they're on their own journey too. And they're not always going to catch up this lifetime, right? Exactly. No, that's so true. They're not always going to heal. Right. So anytime I'm talking to my clients, I like tell them that like you're ascend, you're going up and you're changing and you're healing. I understand your soulmates, but he's got to do the same or it's his journey. Right. And you can't no. be responsible for someone else's journey. You just can't. You got to be responsible for your own healing and that's it. And so it's maybe it's not meant to be this lifetime and that's okay. But what did you learn from the experience? Right. So many people get caught up twin flame soulmate. This is who I need to be with my life. Even if it's bad, we were meant to be here. Right. And so just trying your, to your twin flame is usually with you anyway on the other side. So even if we're not in the relationship with you and the physical, they're still supporting you on the other side, on the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Everybody's on their own mission, their own journey. Um, so this is a part of the show. We're going to open it up to any questions or if anybody has us. Okay, there's questions coming in. So let me just start reading some questions off. Lori Davis says, okay, so twin flame is same as soulmate? No. No, I don't, no. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'll let you explain. Well, a soulmate... A soulmate, you're part of a, usually a family, a soul family, soul group, and yeah. your soulmate could be, you know, a friend, it could be a lover, it can, you know, it could be your romantic partner. 
Same thing with a twin. I mean, the twin can be the same. It's just the dynamics are different because your history is different. And it's very specific energies with a twin. What is a twin only meant to do? Ramir yourself, right? Or see in you well, what you need to grow from? You usually have a lot of karma with them. Karma, okay. And there's a lot of healing that needs to take place in that relationship. And I've gone back even to like when the initial split occurred, what people's impression were when the male and the female split from each other. There's a whole lot of dynamics in there and they didn't all relate in the best way. And, you know, your perspective can go so far back. It's unbelievable. So we go back and I do a lot of world work. And when we do that, we're clearing everything under the sun throughout all time and space. And, and it's interesting the dynamics that come to the surface about, you know, where something occurred. But what's so fascinating about it is when you see the people in the physical still having the same dynamics play out in their life. And you see it happen a million years ago yeah. and maybe even off planet. So yeah. it's yeah. Fasc fascinating when you see how it all ties together. How all ties, and it does all tie. Like we go in these cycles, right? It's just, it is fascinating. It's fascinating. Krista says, can you tell people what their past life was and how they passed? I, well, I happen to, <laughs> Often when I'm doing the, the past life and how they pass, it's usually because they were hanged or burned at the stake or a lot of persecution because I can specialize in a lot of the dark stuff Okay, and I'm willing to look at it. And so when somebody's having trouble, like a lot of light workers in particular are not making the money that they deserve. They're afraid to go put themselves out there. There's a lot of blocks that they're experiencing because they've been persecuted in another lifetime. So I will see how they died, why they died, and then have to clear that up. So they're, they're no longer um, stuck. And okay. I, I could tell for myself, it, my, it's a perfect story. Michael gives me wisdom of the guardian. Okay. He said it's 22 chapters, 23 days later, it was done. Dang, girl. Gave really? me a chapter a day and an introduction. I sat on that book so long, it wasn't funny. I wasn't going to tell anybody I had this book, and I knew it wasn't just for me. But I had to do my own past life regression, and I saw eight lifetimes that I got persecuted. I cleared those, and then I was able to get the book published. Then I had the book, and then I still didn't want to tell anybody about it. So I didn't want to go public. I cleared about eight more lifetimes. Some of them were persecution. Some of them were, you know, maybe, maybe I was in a, on a stage and failed, you know, or, or some kind of a real world story like that, that yeah. doing the same kind of a job. And I didn't want to repeat the past. So, but when I cleared that, then I could start talking about it. Okay. So it, when you clear all the, the, this baggage, basically, it basically. opens up. Yeah, it opens up the channel for everybody to be able to flow with more ease. Interesting. Yeah, so next lifetime, I won't be writing a book because I got so persecuted after writing my book that, yeah, I'll never do that again. <laughs> never. Um, yeah, so I can see how that happens. <laughs> I'm going to have a fear of writing next, next mm -hmm. lifetime for me. <laughs> um, Maria says it's so incredibly fascinating. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Margaret, 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 where Margaret Grove, Margaret, there she is. How can you tell if you have the gift of being psychic? I'll let you take that one. 
Well, I think people just know. I mean, you you have impressions. You are you're more aware. I've never even considered myself psychic. Just more more aware, but it really is psychic abilities. But I always look at you know if you're psychic, you're maybe even gifted on particular subject matter that you know based on where your chakras are cleared. And if you clear more of your chakras, you can have even more gifts. And the more you use gifts, you get more gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just practice. Yeah. So psychic, take a class in it and then. Yes. So I'll kind of piggyback on that. Cause that's why I wrote my book. You can be a medium. Cause I just, everybody has this innate ability within them. It's not like you're born and you are gifted and only you, God only chose you. Cause that's what I used to believe for the longest time. God only chose those people on TV. Right. So I wrote my book. Just anybody can do this. Maybe not everybody's meant to do it. Maybe it's not part of their path. Right. Right. But Seven years ago, I had never had an experience. And then I walked into a metaphysical store, started taking classes, started taking psychic development, started practicing, ended up in England. Like things just kind of led this direction. And now I'm a professional medium and this is what I do. If you would have asked me 20 years ago if I was going to be a professional medium when I became 45, I'd say, you are crazy. I'm not gifted. I don't have anything, right? But the breadcrumbs of life led me this direction and things just started happening and and I tell you, I sought it out. It took someone doing a reading who told my daughter that she could probably do this kind of work. And I was the one reading the books. I was the one watching the TV shows late at night with Sylvia Brown and, you know, John Edwards and Teresa Kaput. Like, I was that person. I was like, what do you mean you can do that? So I hit it. I went to classes and the rest is history. So I'm one of those who really sought it out. It's what I wanted to do. And once I started it, it's kind of what that thing, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, was I meant to hear that conversation? Cause this was a path all along, right? Did I really choose it or did it choose me? So anyway, story goes, I'm here now. And this is kind of what I do. So I hope that inspires you. If this is something you're interested, pick up a book, take a class, do something with it. Um, what's the name of my book? My book is, you can be a medium. How a red couch led me to mediumship and turned my pain into purpose and it's on amazon too but joy's book is called the wisdom of the guardian and clear your past change your future and she's also i think on amazon as well yes 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 so those are all on amazon and we'll put all those up for you guys um margaret i get this horrible feeling before someone passes that i know well then listen to that intuition a lot of people that i know have that gift i think Brittany, our behind the scenes person i think she's got that gift too where she kind of knows something's going to happen to a loved one before it happens so that's just another way that you're tapping into your intuition as well. So keep it up. I have all these questions. Um, Lori, how can we tell, no, how we can tell how many lifetimes we've had? Good one. Some people are really good at numbers. I read somewhere that people have like 2,500 lifetimes. I, I think, well, I, don't, I never, nobody should come to me to ask how many they've had. Right. Always looking at the, you know, what's the nasty stuff that we need to get off and just move that away. But there are people out there that can tell you how many lifetimes you've lived. Yes. And I've lived, I've lived longer than the planet's been here. So, um, how far do you want to go back to (laughs) clean up when you live that long? You know, (laughs) that's what I tell people about guides. Like, 
you know, when I'm training people and they want to know who their guide was and they're struggling because they want a name, they want specifics. I'm like, okay, what lifetime's name did you want? Right. Do you want their spirit name, their actual earth name? Like, what do you, what are you looking for? And why does it matter? <laughs> right. Cause we've all lived so many of them. I'm sure you're welcome, Margaret. You're welcome. This has been such a great topic. I pulled a card just for, um, the overall collective of this podcast. And it's so crazy. It's all about lessons and blessings, right? Our past lives. That's what it's about. It's about learning the lessons and having the blessings from it. And sometimes if we don't learn and we don't go through our healing process, we carry some of that baggage into the next lifetime. So I think it just kind of carries with you until I guess you go and heal it. I've never been one. You've made so much sense and you might have changed my mind because I've never been that person who wanted to... I believe in past lives because I believe in reincarnation, but I'm just like, why are we going to worry about what happened in a past life this lifetime? We're here to learn this life, right? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my thinking. So you kind of opened my brain up a little bit to understanding well, why we would need to and how we could carry karma and stuff like that. So thank you for that. I hope everybody else got something from this whole discussion. We didn't get to do a lot of readings today because we just talked so much, but Joy, let people know where they can find you because they're asking. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I'm certainly available over the internet at joypeterson.com. And I see this just popped up on this screen, which makes it really easy. Um, and I uh, I also, I do, I work privately over the okay. phone or Zoom. And then I also uh, do a monthly group healing call to membership where we're getting into clearing a whole bunch of different types of issues at once and whatever the next layer is to release and then we do a, a, a usually a, a channeled message from source nice. training about some subject how to evolve yourself and um then i do a q a once a month for with for that so i'm pretty accessible for those that are interested in getting more information and i will do a uh just a little get acquainted call for about 15 minutes just to get to know the person okay. that needs to see if we're a fit okay. and um, people awesome. can reach out for that too. Awesome. Are you on any social media? I think all of it really. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Joy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on our show. We so very much appreciate it. Everybody go like Joy's Facebook page. I would, is it under Joy Peterson? Yeah, Dr. Joy Peterson. Dr. Joy Peterson. Yep. Go like her Facebook page. You can check out her website. And then if you're interested in getting anything done, please reach out to her. Cassie, where can people find you, my love? Um, so everyone can find me over at uh, Stargazers Unite, stargazersunite.com, stargazers.unite across all social media platforms. Um, I do websites, branding, and logos for the for our spiritual community, spiritual light workers. So she does fascinating job. Look how she runs the show. She's amazing. She's our technical guru. She does my website. She does all my branding stuff. So if you're ever interested in a branding package, anything like that, Cassie is your girl. Yay. And for me. All right. You can yes. find me. I am the Red Couch Medium on all social media. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, because of Cassie. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I do private readings via local or Zoom. I teach. So this weekend, I am teaching a class at Miracles of Joy Metaphysical Center in Louisville, Texas. So if anybody is available, we're doing a psychic development class and a mediumship development class this Sunday. 
there it is. They just added psychic development to it since the mediumship one went so well last time. So there'll be a mediumship class as well. I mean, a, a psychic class as well. So you can kind of go look on their website if that's something that you were interested in. Again, my book is available. You can be a medium, how a red couch led me to mediumship and turn my pain into my purpose. And it is now available on Amazon. We are at 480 books sold almost to the 500 mark in less than a year. And so we are super excited about that. I hope it's helping and healing and doing all the fun things it's supposed to do. Anyway, thanks for being a part of our show and we'll see y'all next time. Take care.